just for a minute for a word of prayer lord we just give you praise this beautiful morning we are ready to receive nothing else but the word of god that is able to build us up and give us an inheritance thank you father in jesus wonderful name amen praise god chapter three esther chapter number three uh today we are on verse three and verse four but we are going to start off from verse one so that at least we we get the general picture of what we are talking about today. Okay. After these things, King Ahasuerus... Okay, so today I'm on my amplified version. Uh, After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadetta, the Gigagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and did reverence to Haman. For the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai did not bow down or do him reverence. This is where the title of our message is coming from, and it is, I will not bow down. But Mordecai did not bow down, nor do him reverence. Verse number three. Then the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, why do you transgress the king's command? Now, when they spoke to him day after day, day after day, it was not once, they spoke to him day after day. He paid no attention to them. They told Haman to see whether Mordecai's conduct would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. The reading of the word is blessed. Okay, so last week we talked mainly about promotion. And we say that it's not everybody who is on top who has been promoted by God. Uh, Fools can also rise up the ladder. You can rise up the ladder through deception. You can cheat your way to the top. So whenever you see a person who is at the top, who is in leadership, who has got everything, uh, you know, we looked at a guy by the name Nabal in the Old Testament. The guy was rich. The guy was uh, at the top in the society. But yet the Bible says he was a foolish man. So not everybody who is at the top is there because God has set them on top. Okay? People can set themselves on top. We saw the language of the devil. The devil says, I will ascend to the heavens. I will set my throne above his throne. It is him declaring and speaking about what he wanted to do. He wanted to set himself above the throne of God. Pride can get you to the top. But there is a promotion that comes from God. The Bible says promotion does not come from the worst, from the east and from the south. But promotion comes from God. God lifts up the others. And how does he lift up his people? He lifts up his people uh, through humility. It is only those who serve who are raised by God. If you are going up and up and you are getting promoted without serving, know that that promotion is not coming from God. Because the Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. God never raised any person in the word of God who was not humble. You know, Philippians chapter number two, the Bible says, uh, Christ emptied himself of all that he was. He did not count himself, he counted it a robbery to be equal with God, but he emptied himself, was made in the form of man and took the form of a servant. And then the Bible then says how God anointed and exalted him 
and gave him a name that is above every name. Are you seeing the order of God? Christ emptied himself, came down, saved man. And what did God do? He exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name. That is the formula of God for promotion. God promotes the humble. God promotes those who save. You know, remember the story of those two guys, uh, the sons uh, uh, um, of Zebedee, who came and says, look, we want to be one on the right and the other on the left. You know, the mother gave a request. My sons, I want them in the, in the new kingdom for one to be on the right and one to be on the left. And Jesus says, well, it's not for me to give you that. But what I want you to know is that whoever desires to be the greatest among you, he must himself be the least. He must take the towel, wash other people's feet. He must be your servant. If you serve, it is a qualification that will enable God to raise you up. It's not about titles. You can have a title. You can wake up tomorrow calling yourself uh, with some title. People are giving themselves titles. But the promotion from God is only through serving. Those who serve are promoted by God. And today we are looking at what was point number four in last week's teaching. And we say that whenever promotion takes place, it is the promotion not only of the person, but it is the promotion of their character, the promotion of their beliefs, and the promotion of their views. So whenever a person is given an office and authority, it is their character that is being endorsed. It is their character that is being elevated, their views. You elect a president, they come with their views. You know, their views, before you know it, if that man is ungodly, before you know it, whatever is in him is what is going to then begin to manifest because that is the agenda that they then push in the parliament. That is the agenda that they then push in the world. Praise God. I hope you're following me. So before promotion takes place, we need to look at the character. So Jesus, you know, promotes the servants, promotes those who serve. Why? Because they've already expressed through their servanthood that their desire is not for them to be saved, but their desire is for them to be servants and to be a blessing to God's people. If Jesus emptied himself, what was he teaching us? He was teaching us that this is the only way and the only character that is valued by God, the servanthood character, the character of those who serve. I'm sure you are still flowing with me. Now, why do we say the promotion will be the promotion of the character, the views, and the beliefs of that particular person? Proverbs chapter number 23, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Uh, if you can just quickly go with me there. You're going to be flying around uh, the word with the number of scriptures that we'll make reference to. Proverbs chapter number 23, verse number 7. The Bible says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, a lot of people, they leave the last part. But I think that actually the last part unlocks the meaning for the first part. As one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging right the cost this is amplified the person is actually looking at the cost as a man thinks in his heart so is he he says eat and drink but his heart is not with you are you seeing this as a man thinks so is he so you are a sum total of what you think so when promotion takes place what is being promoted your thoughts your mindset because that is who you are 
you are what you think you are what you meditate on you are what you process you are what you believe you are your mindset Amen. all right and every time you are dealing with situations you deal with situations based on the software that has been put in you jesus was asleep on a pillow because his software was rest the disciples were panicking because their software was that of panic it was that of worry that was their default and they went and says master don't you care that we perish but the bible says but jesus was asleep on a pillow why because he knew the word of god when you know the word of god you rest even in the midst of challenges problems and tribulation so as a man thinks in his heart so is he he says eat and drink but his heart is not with you so the bible here is saying to you well you may eat you may drink but as long as the heart is not there, there is no blessing in the one who is serving the table. We are rewarded best, not best on our actions. We are rewarded best on the state of our hearts. I have to repeat this. This is powerful. We are not rewarded best on our actions. That's why if a sinner does good and their heart has not been changed, their heart is not new, there is no eternal life for them. Why? Because their actions may be right, but their heart, the source where it is coming from is corrupt. Where it is coming from is not good. You can serve. You can run around with a dish if the heart is not okay. All right? While you run out around with the dish. Okay. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. It says that you can actually give your body to be burned, but if you do not have love, it profits you nothing. Mm -hmm. Acts may be good. And you can actually point at your acts and say, I did A, I did B, I did C. But as long as the state of your heart is not good, as long as you do it for financial gain, as long as you do it in order for you to score points you know, with people around you and find something to boast about, the Bible says that there is no reward for you. Jesus says if you do it for people to see, they will clap hands for you. And that is your reward. There is nothing to look forward to in the sweet by and by. There is nothing to look forward to when we finally meet our Lord Jesus Christ face to face. Because you already received your reward from man. Because all you did was for man. Are you seeing this? You know, you cannot uh, disconnect the person's mind from their deeds. So whenever promotion takes place, it is the state of their heart, the character that you are raising up. Okay? Praise God. Amen. I'm sure you're still with me. Proverbs chapter number 29, verse number 2. Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 2. Proverbs 29, verse 2. It says, When the uncompromisingly righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked men rules, the people groan and sigh. Are you seeing this? When the righteous are promoted what happens the people rejoice but when the wicked man rules when Haman is promoted people will suffer because there is a demand on the people for respect there is a demand why are you not giving me what is due why are you not giving me what I deserve every time he feels because of his insecurity 
He's trying to find his identity from his title, his identity from his authority, his identity from his newfound position, and his identity from the robe. Yet our identity is in our DNA. You know, Haman all of a sudden he has gotten a position. And what happened? The people suffered. Why? Because when you promote a wicked man, wickedness is, has been promoted. And wickedness, when wickedness has been promoted, everybody will feel the wickedness of the wicked ruler. All right. Praise God. I'm sure you are hearing me. It's, it's not about, well, there is a position here. I was at a place at some point where they say, well, they have been with us for a long time. In order for us to keep them, let's promote them. Okay? They didn't worry about their character. They didn't worry about, uh, you know, whether they saved God from a good heart. Uh, for them, it was, they've been together with us for a long time. How about we promote them? And sometimes promotion is given so that we keep them. So let's promote them. It's only when they now have those positions and their character now is, is, is very clear. Have you ever wondered why, uh, you know, the people who are in authority are always scrutinized more? They are because when you are lifted up, and you are given a title, and you are given authority, your character becomes even more clearer to the people. You are no longer sitting at the back. You are now in front, and every person's eyes, they are looking at you. So the judgment that you are judged by is strict. Okay? Now, all this is background, because I want you to understand why Mordecai refused to bow down. Why Mordecai says, well, I will not reverence you. Why? Because the reverence of Haman meant the reverence and the bowing down of the beliefs of Haman, of the character of the man and the views of the man. Mm -hmm. So Mordecai says, well, I know what you stand for. I know what you represent. I know you have got other gods. I know your agenda, but I am an Israelite. And one of the Ten Commandments is you will not bow down to any other God. You will not worship any other God. And what you represent, it's actually a God in itself. We are living in a day and age where gods are no longer only statues that are put there. They are ideas, they are views that are elevated above the knowledge of the Word of God. And all the time as we live in this world, there are things that are, are demanding our reverence, demanding us to bow down. Certain things that we go through, certain beliefs that have been raised by those in authority, it's all loud and clear in our ears. Bow down, bow down, bow down to the views. Okay, they legalize uh, homosexuality in South Africa. Guess what they're saying? They're saying bow down. And what is happening? A lot of us are bowing down to the idea. We are bowing down to the view. And now for a believer to say homosexuality is sin, it is, it is very difficult. Why? Because you feel like, well, I've got a number of friends of mine that are homosexuals. Uh, they are very good people. We are not saying homosexuals are bad people. We are saying homosexuality is sin. Just like prostitution is sin. We will never get to a place where we will say, well, this is the view that has been promoted and we are going to bow down to this view. No, we will not bow down to that view. We should be able to call sin, sin, and not, you know, compromise and not butter it and not cover it 
and not and, and not you know beautify it because the moment we do that we are bowing down to a view to a belief system that is against the kingdom that we represent right i'm not saying go around there and hate people we are not called to hate but we are called to stand for what is right what is it that is right we love every sinner what is it that is wrong loving every sin we will not bow down to any view that is contrary to the view and the position that is in the word of God. Mordecai said, well, I, 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 I respect the king, but if I bow down to Haman, I'm bowing down, you know, to what? To a man who is against the people of God. Because that is what Haman stood for. Haman was against the God of Israel. Haman was against the nation of Israel. It was not yet manifest, but it was discerned by Mordecai. And he realized that he represents another kingdom, which is the kingdom of darkness. And Mordecai is there representing another kingdom, which is kingdom, the kingdom of light. And he says the kingdom of darkness will never have authority and power over the kingdom of light. Although we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We should always remember we are in this world, but we will not bow down to the system and the way the things are done in this world. Otherwise, we are failing to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus says the God of this world. Who is he? It is the devil. He is the God of this world. And the system that is at play is the system of the wicked one. Now, my question to you is, will you bow down to the voice of the enemy? Will you bow down to the system of this world? Matthew chapter number 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 and 10. Let me take you there. This is what our Lord and Savior did. Matthew chapter number 4, verse 8 and 10. Okay. He says, and he said to, to him, this is the devil, he said to him, Jesus, these things all taken together I will give you if you will prostrate, that is if you would bow down yourself before me and do homage and worship me and jesus said to him be gone satan for it has been written you shall worship the lord your god and him alone you shall save i will not bow down to you okay the devil is saying bow down if you worship me if you submit yourself to the system of this world i will give you how many times does we, you know, you know, does the devil come and do we hear those words? You know, how about you compromise? How about you cut the corner? How about you do this? You know, we are not called to conform. We are called to challenge the system of this world. Praise God. We are called to challenge to be the light that shines in darkness. We are called to be the light that shines in darkness. Otherwise, we fail as representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, a reminder, like always, grace is not the message that we only preach, but it is the life that we live. Are you going to bow down to greed? Okay, bow down. This is what the devil was saying to Jesus. Okay, bow down to the greed. And Christ says, well, there is no greed in me, so I will not bow down. Okay. Bow down, you know, to, to the love of the world. And Jesus says, well, the love of the world is not in me. I will not bow down. How many things are being presented to us? They look so good. 
you know, because the media is always pushing that narrative. They become so acceptable in our minds and it is easy for us to compromise. I would want you, like your Savior, like my Savior, to be able to say in this world, we will not bow down to every view and any view that is contrary to the view of the Word of God. Daniel, the same thing happened with his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What did the enemy do? Bow down. Conform, worship the gods of the land. Go with the views of the land. You know, conform to the system of Babylon. And they say, although we are in Babylon, but we are not Babylonians. Although we are here, and Nebuchadnezzar is the king of the land, but we know that there is one over us. Although we are in a country where there is a president, where there is an, you know, uh, a cabinet, but we belong to another kingdom that is superior. And we should always say, when those kingdoms clash, we will submit ourselves to the authority of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ because that's where we come from. That's who we are. Our citizenship is not of this world. Our citizenship is of the kingdom of God. And therefore, we declare boldly to every trick of the enemy, to every view of the enemy, to every belief system of this world, we will not bow down. Amen. We will not compromise and we will not bow down. Now, go back again to Esther. I want you to see something. Chapter number, chapter number 3, verse 3 and 4. Then the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, now, there is a command that has been given. Now, it's no longer the command that is there. It's no longer the king's voice that is speaking. It's now the voices of the servants of the king who were at the king's gate, workmates, people that knew Mordecai. Why do you transgress the king's command? Okay. Verse 4. Now, they spoke to him day after day. How many times? Day after day you go to matthew chapter number four the devil did not come once and then you know the, the you know god says well uh, jesus says well uh, uh man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god and says well i'm gone no he came after that he came again and he came again three times he was coming and he was coming the devil is very persistent okay he is not born again he is persistent he keeps coming that's why the whole thing shoot the devil kind of thing uh, doesn't work because he's, he, cannot be, he cannot be shot and then dead and the devil is buried and gone. If the enemies of Israel drown in the Red Sea, I'm telling you, they carry a different name across the, uh, across the, the sea. They are now Hittites. They are now Jebusites. They are no longer Egyptians now. They take a different form. You overcome the Egyptians. Don't think the battle is over. They are Jebusites, they are Hittites, they are Hev Hevites, whatever kind of name they are. Okay? Amen. I hope you're still flowing with me. Yes. Now listen to verse 4 now. Now when they spoke to him, day after day, he paid no attention to them. How about we get the Mordecai attitude? Where when the devil comes, when these, these views, now they're coming through people around us, they're trying to push them. What did Mordecai do? Mordecai paid no attention to them. He refused to conform. He refused to go by that view. He says, I will still not bow down. You cannot convince me otherwise. Haman, 
what he represents, I will not bow down. Now let's go on. So it was day after day. They told Haman, why? To see whether Mordecai's conduct would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. So next week we're going to be talking about he was a Jew. We'll be talking about identity next week. But for, for, for this week, let's end here. They wanted to see whether Mordecai's conduct would stand. Oh, do you have a solid foundation? What if we tell on you? Like my kids always say. What if we tell on you? What, what if we tell Haman? Maybe you are not bowing down because, because we are just friends here. Maybe you are not bowing down because, because it has not gotten to the higher office. How about we tell Haman that this is what you are going to do? They will come and threaten you. You know, this thing, your views, what you think you stand for. How about we take it further and we say, Mordecai is not bowing down. What are you going to do? We want to see whether your house is built on the rock or your house is built on sand. Where are you built on, child of God? Where are you built on? When the storms of this life, when the pressure comes, when problems arise, when the, the waters come and hit hard on the house, on your life, are you built on the rock? Are you built on a solid foundation that will make you say, well, talk to Haman, get the message to the king. It doesn't matter who you talk to. I will not bow down. I will not compromise. My house is built on the rock and it will not fall. It doesn't matter the pressure. It doesn't matter the trouble. I will not bow down. Views, beliefs, mindsets, all these things. The devil is very cunning, very cunning. He always comes not, not as darkness, but as an angel of light, like an angel of light. He roars like a lion. He always, you know, sheeps, I mean, wolves in sheep's clothing. That's how he does it. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Are you able to discern? And are you able to stand? So they told the Haman and says, Haman, there is a guy who is not bowing down and paying homage to you. And this guy is a Jew. Actually, the reason why they told the Haman, go, go, go back again, verse 4. He says, for he had told them, they wanted to see the conduct because he had told them that he was a Jew. People know. Because you tell them, well, I'm born again. Right? I'm, I'm saved. I'm born again. And the moment that you declare you're born again, you're saved, then they start bringing those temptations and they want to try and find out whether you bow down. Are you going to compromise because of the pressure? Are you going to compromise so that you fit in among those people? Is your house solid because of the foundation? Is it built on Jesus? Are you prepared to lose everything? If it means standing on the truth of God's word. Or you will compromise and say, well, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the comfort of working in the palace. 
I always want to tell them I'm working in the palace. I work for the king. I actually see him all the time. Ah, well, you know, th- those officials, we know them. We drink tea with them. We serve them. Actually, I can tell you what he was putting on yesterday. You know, are you able to lay that down for what you truly believe? Do you even have a strong belief system that is built on the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or now we are trying, uh, is, is Jesus the way, the truth, and the life? And the next thing, you know, uh, it's actually different. And, and uh, I can't really say Jesus is the only way, uh, you know, but for us Christians, he is the, the way. But there could be, you see how people want to try and put it across? They always want to be diplomatic about the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. We will not bow down. Is the grace, is grace the message? Well, no, grace is actually one aspect of the whole thing. You know, it's not the all. It's not everything. There is a number of things that are in there. Look, grace is the message. It's not another aspect. Grace is the gospel. We will not bow down. Paul says, I commend you to the word of grace, to God and to the word of his grace. Right? Grace is the message. We will not bow down. We will not conform because we want to fit in. The law was done away with. We will not change. We will not say, well, it was carried over. Well, maybe there's something that we are missing out. Well, there's still... No, no, no. We will not bow down. We will stand on the truth of God's word. Even if it means we will be kicked out, we will continue to declare he alone is Lord. And the gospel is that how Jesus Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, was buried and was raised again on the third day and was seen by many people according to the scriptures. We will not bow down. When the devil comes to you and he wants you to to, to begin to accept sickness in your life, I want you to declare that I will not bow down to that view. They give you a report and you say, well, this is the report from man. This is the report from my body. But I want my body to receive instruction from my spirit. I will not bow down to what the doctor said. I will not bow down to what my body is saying. If my body is saying that there is cancer in my uh, in my in my body, I say I will not bow down to cancer. I will not bow down to disease. Yes. Why? Because Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross, and He declares me healed. Every view that is contrary to what Jesus has done and accomplished for me, I declare I will not bow down. I will not bow down. When the devil wants to bring you know poverty and makes it fashionable, blessed are the poor. All right? Now, poor in spirit, but now we are no longer poor in spirit, praise God, because now we have got the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's now living on our inside. We are actually one with him. So when the devil tries to bring poverty, as it's, it's something that is fashionable, something that we need to accept as a child of God, I want you to declare that view is like a hammer. It's a belief system that has been promoted. You have to declare, I will not bow down. I am blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I will not suffer. The, you know, David says, I was young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. I will not bow down. No to poverty because it is not in the vocabulary of God. No to poverty because it is not my portion. No to poverty because it is not 
what Jesus died for, I will not bow down. When the devil comes and tells you you are a sinner because you have sinned, I need you to tell him that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Declare to him, I will not bow down to every view of the enemy. I am a child of God. I will only bow down to what he says I am. When he says you are blessed, I will bow down. When he says that you are above, I will bow down. I will submit myself to every word in this book. That is the word of God. Praise God. You know, when, when the Bible talks of humility, it's saying that submit yourself to what he says. What is it that he says you are? Forgiven. I will submit. Mm-hmm. I'm forgiven. If the devil comes with any view that is contrary, I declare I will not bow down. Mm-hmm. Go with me. Our last scripture, Second Corinthians chapter number 10. Refuse to bow down. Refuse to make certain things that are abnormal, normal. It is not normal. If you are an Israelite, you know, to have Egyptians chase you around and you saving them. It is not normal. Refuse to bow down. Refuse to bow down. It doesn't matter how many times and how many years you were in captivity. When you cross the Red Sea, don't go back. Even in your mind, refuse to bow down. Are you there? Second Corinthians. Chapter number 10. Verse 4 to 6. What does it say? Right. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Ideas, views that have been promoted that we've had for a long time. But the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets up against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ the Messiah, the anointed one verse 6, being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for, for his disobedience when your own submission and obedience as a church are fully secured and complete. How do we bring everything to subjection and to obedience? By being in obedience to the knowledge of God. When you are humble before God, Mordecai, your bowing down is only for God. When you bow down before God, you cannot bow down before any other person, any other idea, any other view, the wicked one. Because too late devil, when you come to me, and you say, if you worship me, I will give you everything. Jesus was like, well, I left everything because I own all things. I'm not here because I want everything. I'm here because I actually want to restore the everything. Not for me to get everything. I already possess in the realm of the spirit. When the devil wants you to bow down, he will make you see things that are in the natural. And blind you to what you possess in the spirit. And you will submit because you are ignorant that you are a Jew if you are a Mordecai. If you know you are a Jew, you will not bow down. If you know that you have got the DNA of God and you are a child of God, you will not bow down. Today I want to encourage you. 
if you are built on Jesus, if he is the foundation, if Jesus is the foundation, it doesn't matter the pressure, it doesn't matter the challenges, it doesn't matter the storms of life. Don't bow down. Mm -hmm. Don't bow down, child of God. Mm -hmm. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. What is faith? Faith is standing on the word of God. Keep the faith. Nothing else. Stand on the promises of God. Because the Bible says the promises of God, they are yes and amen. And those who stand on the word of God will never be put to shame. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we will remember the name of the Lord. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And those who, are trust, who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, which will never be moved, but abides forever. Praise the Lord. We will not bow down. The report of the Lord says, you are blessed. And what do you say? Amen. When he says, you are a winner by nature, what do you say? Amen. When he says, you are a stranger to failure, what do you say? Amen. When he says you will not borrow but you will lend to nations, what do you say? Amen. When he says that you are healed, you say amen. When he says that you are, you are, you are the, the, the best friend, my friend, you say amen. When he says you are my son, you say amen. When he says you are my beloved, you say amen. When he says that you are bought with the precious blood of Jesus, what do you say? Amen. When he says that you are of substance, you say amen. When he says that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, you say amen. When he says you are righteous, you say amen. When he says you are justified, you say amen. Every word that he says is what you submit to. Today, right there in your home, I want you to bow down to the views of God and bow down only to what he says you are. As he is, so are we in this world. If you have not met Jesus, your Lord and your Savior, I want to extend this invitation to you and say to you, He loves you. He laid down His life for you. And today you can receive the life of God. And when you receive the life of God, the past is gone. The sins are all gone. They are not covered. They no longer exist. They are all gone, buried by the blood of Jesus, swept away by the blood of Jesus. And you receive the new life. And that is the life of God. And you will have a new king to bow down to. And when you are bowing down to him, you will never bow down to any other and to any other view that is contrary to the view of God and the beliefs that I hear in his word. I believe that uh, somebody, if you just press on that button uh, on gracechapter.online.church, somebody is willing you know, to, to, to pray with you and help you in this new journey that you have started. And to those who are sick in their body, I want to declare right now perfection in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak healing in Jesus' mighty name. You are healed. That's what the word of God says. You are not barren because God says you are fruitful in the name of Jesus. You are not barren in your career. You are not barren in your business. You are not barren in your home. You are not barren in your family. I declare by the power of God, that you without a child who, who seemingly is barren, get out of the room, stretch your tent, enlarge the place of your dwelling, because many are the children of the barren. 
Many are the children of the barren than of her who has a husband. This is what the Lord is saying to you. You will be fruitful. You will multiply in all you do because the blessing of God rests on you in the name of Jesus. When people of the world will see you, they will call you blessed because that's what God says you are. You are healed. You are blessed. And we love you. Until we meet again next time, remember, we serve and we care. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 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 Thank and for those in Harare, please contact Ruby for more information on where to drop off your contributions. For bank deposits, please use the reference We Care. If you give once a year to the poor, please consider using GCC as your means to reach out to someone in need. This campaign will go on for the rest of the year, and you are more than welcome to continue doing it until the year end. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.